just me. <laughs> Welcome to Two Girls One Podcast, but today it's only one girl. <laughs> and Matt. And I'm Lindsay, the other girl. There you go. You know, 2022, you're going to get canceled for that, Matt. We got to be <laughs> careful. <laughs> I got to be careful. Um, ah, I've been working on that for months, too. Mm. Fuck, my impressions. <laughs> It's okay because honestly, my voice is so high pitch and muppety that I kind of count as two girls. <laughs> mm, we have something to discuss there in a moment, but but please pr- please proceed. Wait, what? Mm, it's coming up. Oh, it's coming up. Okay, okay. So, ugh, Lindsay, God, that girl is fucking busy, and I'm not. I got nothing to do, so <laughs> I'm doing. So we're doing a little update. If you're new here, this episode might not be the one for you. Go, but. Please listen to any of the 200 episodes. Can you believe? It's what's what's what are we doing here? Crazy. Honestly, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So? I don't know, it's just like it's it's become such a nice staple in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but for long-time listeners, it's just me and Matt today. So hello, how are you? We've missed you. Have you missed us? Especially those of you whom we've actually kind of met. Uh, discord.gg slash 2g1p. We also have a Facebook page. I've been interacting with some of you on Twitter and some of you have visited my TikTok. Thank you. I'm finally, after about a decade of many people telling me I need to take social media seriously, Mr. Matt Silverman, very much included in that group. (laughs) You've been killing it on Twitter lately. You really have been doing well. And I am also quite jealous because um, you found your your zone, your lane, and you're, you're knocking it out of the park. And then, I don't know, like... Well, that's very nice of you because I don't feel that way. But go on. (laughs) <laughs> now, it, it, my whole thing about social media is like you figure out what you what you do mm-hmm. and then you do it. And if people like it, then they're always going to see your avatar and want that thing from you over and over again. And then the algorithm rewards that. So like you're killing it joke, joke, tweet after joke, tweet. And the audience is there. Whereas I'm like, what about this? What about this? And like no one no one, it seems like no one's listening but sometimes. You know what, you know Matt, that I just think that's how it feels for you. Cause for me, it feels the same way. It feels like you're mm-hmm, throwing all mm-hmm. this shit at the wall and some of them pop and some of them don't. And who knows? Yeah. But, um, well, I have a kind of interesting story. I met this guy. Um, we were set up on kind of like, oh, we have a mutual friend set up on like a sort of a comedy coffee kind of thing and um he was amazing and i thought you were gonna say a comedy date no was it no, no, no. In, what it was the context date. it was a comedy just coffee just for some yeah, okay. context yeah but he was yeah. hilarious he was like yeah then the, the world shut down and i was like i guess i'm gonna do stand up from my living room and he set up a curtain and a light um i kind of feel like i'm spilling the beans and telling his story but i think he hmm. doesn't care i mean because long story short go follow him on tiktok he just mm-hmm. started fucking crushing it and he was really encouraging telling me like all his tips and secrets and i left feeling really overwhelmed and discouraged and then that was a, <laughs> <laughs> that was a friday and on monday i was like i need to turn this shit around like i think quarantine nice. fucked up my hustle i used to be a hustler and yeah I just, I don't know. I've always found social media like so discouraging though. And it's like maybe like ruining democracy. But anyway, I was like, I got to turn this shit around because so many people at this point have told me that my career is going to plateau until I figure out one of the platforms. So anyway, so Mm. go follow Pete Guercio on TikTok, but also follow Ali underscore Goldie. Um, So he was my little TikTok muse, I suppose. And so, yeah, I've just been treating it like my job and putting out 
things every day and it's working. Like the views are growing. It's a wild, nice. wild place. Okay, good. Because you were getting discouraged where you're doing some of it and you're like, oh, this this one bombed and this one, like nothing's tracking, nothing's yeah, it was getting like, traction. I've been doing it for four weeks now. Like week one was yeah. like, what's happening? Like maybe right. 100, 200 views. Then the next week, things started taking off, was getting like 1,000. Now I'm getting like, I have a bunch of videos with like 10,000, 15,000, okay. you know. So it, what, there's like an, up, what's there's the, an upwards um, trajectory. But it is, what's it the is dis- wild. Like, what's the chat going on? Like, are people, are they just scrolling by and that's a view? Or are they like, oh my God, what is this? You, that's, no, this is so I'm funny. getting lots of comments. I, and it's interesting to fi- figure out what works, right? Like, I was putting a lot of yeah. time into my characters and doing like yeah. 2G1P ads, essentially. And some of those did well, but most of them did not. Mostly, when I just talk to the camera, it does well. And then I realized if I tone down my actual personality, it does better. Because my normal personality, as everyone who listens to this podcast knows, is like, oh my God. Actually, if I tone it down, like, yeah, I just thought of this thing that I just like want to tell you. I'm just like lying here or whatever on my bed. I'm just going to tell you this thought. Those do better. Hmm. <laughs> and these are not, this is not, you know, comedy capital C per se. It's just like, I mean, it I just is. Had this idea. It is. I'm testing. I've taken some old stand up and did it like it's just a thought that I had. Oh, and, okay, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. I love and that, that got like fourteen thousand views. About um, yeah, you're not like yeah. vlogging. No, you're, you're no, actually no. Doing, I'm, I'm writing. You're doing, you're I'm doing writing stuff. You're writing. And I'm testing some stand up because oh, for listeners in the Bay Area, I'm doing an hour long set March eighteenth at the Battery. So I'm very excited about that. So I'm writing. Nice. I'm testing. Um, and then some and commenters have been like, oh, my gosh, make this a series. So, like, I did this silly thing about how I don't think we can fight conspiracy theories with facts, but maybe we can fight them with better conspiracy theories. <laughs> and basically the TikTok goes, uh, 5G isn't a government conspiracy to control your brain. It actually it creates better orgasms because everyone knows that 5G stands for the 5G spot. So I posted mm-hmm. that. And then all these people were like, make it a sound so they can use it and like make it a series. So I started posting like other fake conspiracy theories. Um, yeah, so it's make been it wild. a series and make it make it a sound, meaning like so other people can remix it into their own TikToks. Yeah. Is that the idea? Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a wild journey, but I feel like anyone listening who doesn't care about TikTok is done with this conversation. So, Matt, how are you? <laughs> I made a pseudo New Year's resolution to get on TikTok because I'm enjoying what you're doing when it trickles down back into oh, like Instagram or, or Twitter. But I'm not seeing the whole TikTok experience because I was like, you know, there's a lot of things that that I do creatively that really make a lot of sense on TikTok. And and then I, I was like, you know, and what's the worst? I have like permissions and privacy controls on my phone now and all this good stuff. And I'm like, maybe I'll get TikTok. And I literally just read an article the other day that's like, yep, TikTok, still the worst, still the absolute worst when it comes to privacy and data sharing. And mm. we don't know where the data goes. And it probably is the Chinese government and whatever. And I'm not here to shit on your TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, I think no, I hear you. TikTok is awesome. I am struggling to make the leap. And it's not it's not me being old. I love the video edit- editing capabilities of yeah. TikTok. I could do some cool shit. I'm 
I don't know. I, I, think, I took Facebook off my phone I t- and I don't know about TikTok. Yeah. I think for creators, what's so interesting about TikTok is just the discoverability potential is so much greater than the other platforms yeah. because it can simultaneously feed you to people all over the world. It's tiny bite-sized content. And the algorithm's good where it like finds the people. Like the one that I posted about doing drugs in your 30s, I got so many people commenting I made it to the right <laughs> side of TikTok, you know, stuff like that, uh-huh. that like they uh-huh. were so glad, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. literally, I got comments like TikTok algorithm for the win again, you know? So yeah. um, I, found I do you. think, I found, yeah. yeah. So for listeners that haven't really stalked Matt, you have adorable videos with your kids that I think might do very well on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 there is stuff that I do on Instagram that is, you know, most of my Instagram followers are just people that I know. So there's not much of an audience yeah. there, but you know, what frustrates me about no, Instagram but your is YouTube that videos, you do songs and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so translating that to TikTok and then the, the, uh, the short form platforms like Instagram are, they don't really allow you to do video editing the way I perceive TikTok to do. And the ability to put music cues or music tracks or sound effects or graphics into a into a TikTok video the way you would with a editing system is like I could do some cool shit there and I'm frustrated with Instagram cuz it's very limited actually uh by yeah, contrast. I don't think it's as extensive as you think in the sense that you can only add one sound. That's all right. Um but it is pretty wild what you are able to do. I mean also just you know you and I are um elder millennials as they say mm-hmm. and looking back at Oh, the expertise and tools that you needed 10, 15 years ago to now, it, it really is mind-blowing. Yeah. And yep. I look fantastic with a ring light. I need someone to carry <laughs> around a ring light and light me everywhere I go. Because uh, uh, you, um, you, don't, you don't wear glasses, and neither do I, but everyone, everyone's always like... Oh, the reflection. Reflects. I can see the ring light in my glasses, in my eye, my in my pupils. That's yeah. always the Well, the someone ring needs light to thing. solve that. But um, yeah, so in <laughs> terms of like platforms to focus on, it's the one where you can really grow that following, I think, the fastest. So anyway, listeners out there, if you're on TikTok, I'm Allie underscore Goldie once again, which is what I am across platforms. And and sorry to say yeah. on TikTok. And 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 I I mean it's interesting I to me. Every... I just worry listeners were like, blah, TikTok. No, it's I mean, <laughs> this hey, we can look, it's A, it's your show. B I hit I'm the one hitting the buttons. We can talk about whatever we want. Um and I think I've said this before. The the scary danger with TikTok, not that this is you know dangerous or anything, but like every platform was the platform where like, oh, you could skyrocket to thirty thousand followers in a day. Like I know there'll be something else. There will be something else. Not that there will be something else, but but like TikTok giveth and TikTok taketh away when, when the, when there is a business reason for the algorithm to change, then you will be left high and dry with your 60,000 followers that you can't reach because you got to pay up or whatever the fuck. For me, the goal is slightly different in the sense that stand up bookers, casting agents, everyone just fucking looks at what you're following is. They're there there right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, it's more of a means to an end as opposed totally. to TikTok itself. So I need That's to get those numbers That's a healthy way to look at it. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. It's addictive as fuck. Like I refresh that every four seconds, especially when you start seeing it really bounce where it's like, oh my God, it went up a thousand views in five minutes. You know what I mean? You're right. like, holy right, shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. And as a creator, I would be, I would fall into the trap of like, oh wow, like this is my place. This is my jam. I'm going to build my whole brand here. I'm going to build my whole business here. And then you get fucked in a year, yes. you know? 
which is what happened with Facebook. It happened with YouTube, everything. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. So I, uh, I went to a reptile convention. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking briefly before we hit record. Non sequitur. So, yep. You said you dropped this in the Discord, and I only I didn't catch up on the conversation. And I'm like, what is the what? What is the context of this? Is this a is this literal reptiles? Mm-hmm. Is this like yeah. a, okay? Like why? How? Where? What's going on? Well, as I also think long-term listeners know, I just love adventures. If people that are so-called weird, air quotes, if weird people are gathering, I want to be there. And that has been very hard to do for the past two years because of a wee little pandemic. And so I saw, I forget how I first heard about it. I think there were like billboards in LA, but it was the Reptile (laughs) Super Show. (laughs) thank you that made me even happier than the super reptile show right like it was called reptile super show super show and i was like i fucking this is obviously for children yeah well no what it really is yes but it's really for people to go buy pet snakes and lizards and oh oh, oh, okay so this is like an expo mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sort of thing but it's huge it's huge and i really (laughs) wanted to go and all of my friends were like um what i'm not going to a reptile convention what's wrong with you which made me second guess all of my friendships so i'm now looking for new friends um uh, so then i reached out to this like new stand-up comedy friend of mine um shout out to jackson banks and I was like, I really want to go to this thing. Do you want to go? And he was like, oh, I'm already going with another comedy friend of mine. (laughs) Do you want to come with us? So I was like, fuck it. So I went with the two of them. I just wanted to go because I figured, worst case scenario, I have a good time. Best case scenario, maybe I also get some clips for TikTok, which I Mm -hmm. did. So Mm -hmm. I did some silly interviews, mostly making fun of myself. Shout out to Street Lamp Kid from our Discord who asked... (laughs) Since reptiles only have one hole down there, is every time they bang technically also anal, which I did go. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you. I went and asked a father's son uh, this question. The father's face was priceless when I asked. Uh, I have posted that on Twitter and it's on TikTok. (laughs) It was very fun. So and then I tried to explore. I don't know if it came out. I think it depends how I edit it. It, but I tried to explore, like, I've heard the Jews are reptiles, you know, like that we're reptilians, like, and yeah. lizard people. So I spent some of it, like, trying to figure out, like, am I a lizard person? Like, at a certain age, am I going to become a lizard? Like, how does this work? And so I asked stupid fucking questions about, like, does this lizard get you kosher? Just started, you know? Yeah, just start speaking Hebrew to, like, a snake and see if they respond, oh, you know, just to test. That. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, be your, I'll be your co-writer. And then actually, yeah, sure. Actually, uh, while I was there, I, I did ask some people like what it about, you know, am I a lizard person? What are the prospects for lizard per- lizard people? And someone <laughs> said politics. So then I had a lot of fun being like, does this snake have a name? And they were like, no. And I was like, have you considered Nancy Pelosi? Like, I just so I went up to reptiles. I was like, are you Bernie Sanders? So we'll see how it cuts together. But I had a blast. Also, something that was kind of interesting is Jackson had been to the Reptile Super Show previously. And he said that... as, as one does and he said right, i just i just love that you're like you want to go to this weird stupid thing with me he's like um 
I'm already going. I know. Do I loved it so me? much. I was like, this <laughs> new friend is a good new friend. Do you know? <laughs> like all my other friends were like, okay, to be fair, like some of my friends were like, I hate reptiles. And okay, fair. Sure. Some people do. But some of my friends were like, that sounds like an awful day. And I was like, are you kidding? It sounds like a fucking great day. I held yeah. so many weird things. I held geckos. Yeah. Also, some reptiles are like actually quite beautiful. They're like fluorescent blue sure. and green. Yeah. This is like go. It's going to the zoo, but it's not because it's like uh, pets and interactive, and it's a free for all. It's a shit show, you know. It's like it's like a poor man's zoo, I guess. I mean, the In thing a fun that way. is fucked up about it is like these snakes are wrapped up into literally like Chinese Tupperware containers, you know, oh, wow. and yeah. waiting to be sold in these like tiny plastic containers all day. And I'm like, even if they're only there for eight hours, that feels like eight hours too many. And there's like no vetting. I'm like, who's buying these? I'm sure there's all kinds of abuse going on, unfortunately. Right, so right, right. Mm-hmm. that's not great. But um, mm-hmm. I had a great time at the Reptile Super Show. And so doing the bits, and this is all for TikTok, it's just you, selfie cam, and that's it? Like, you're not, how are you, like, capturing and and producing this on the ground, would you say? So Jackson brought a camera. Oh, he, okay, Mm -hmm. he brought his, so, so he, it's, it's actually getting filmed. Yeah, so he films me being an idiot. Yeah. Great, 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 great. Yeah. That's great. That's my story. Are you editing? Yeah, I'm editing just like really basic stuff in iMovie. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. In other news, going back to TikTok, the anti-vaxxers have descended upon my page. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because most of them I'm not engaging with because 99% of them I'm not. I really shouldn't. Even the 1% I shouldn't have engaged because anyone coming to my page to comment about their anti-vaccination status feelings like anyone making that effort is not going to be convinced and they're wrong no. and i mean you know whatever they're so how wrong. are they coming in and and is it because you're like talking about i posted some jokes and, about yeah. anti-vaxxers jokes. yeah okay so i do wonder i wonder how the algorithm or the whatever is it people tagging other people or is it is it algorithmic who are the people are cut well, is there is an anti-vax community on these, tiktok oh, of course huge, there is huge But what I love is that Mm. these anti-vaxxers come and they comment on my page, which then makes the algorithm feed me to more people. So I'm like, sure, guys. Yeah, that's what I mean. Have a ball. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like they're Mm -hmm. helping my videos get more views (laughs) by commenting. So I'm like, all right, sure. Go nuts. You know, Mm, the, the wrong kind of views, so to speak. Well, no, I mean, just people commenting in general. I heard we'll get your video served up more. Maybe yeah, to other yeah, anti-vaxxers, yeah, sure. but maybe to other people, you know? I mean. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So silly. Um, but yeah, I made a video just about how I, I would like them to be consistent. You know, like if you're not going to get the vaccine, you should be living in the woods somewhere. Go big or go homesteading, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. And then the anti-vaxxers came. <sighs> how are you? Wait, do, do you have a vaccinated child now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, both my kids are over five. So both. the minute that... Wait, that's crazy uh, that Arthur's over five. Like, when did that happen? <laughs> he's almost six, actually. Holy so they're almost six shit. and nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we are very lucky that the timing of everything worked out where we never had to be like, oh, well, one's, one's in the clear, but then we're still waiting, waiting. You know, like, you know, you have friends that are like, oh, shit, when's the birthday? Yeah, we had a friend who where their son was turning five and 
their pediatrician was like, I'm sorry, I can't give it to him until the day he turns five, you know? And so just that added waiting and stress for them, you know? Like because of bureaucracy or, I mean, I heard that around five, like your immune system is further developed and that's why you can handle it. Um, No, I think it's just the arbitrariness of the day feels the day it's it's like you have to make a cutoff somewhere and the vaccine is authorized for five-year-olds and so it would be i I guess illegal to administer it to unless they were officially five you know so dates are dates and cutoffs are cut you have to draw a line somewhere i'm not criticizing anything it's just uh one of those things and so we're we were grateful that they were all in the clear and it's you know i don't know what's going on in your neck of the woods but i was looking at stats for uh, the county that we live in. And it's like, it's going down really low, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like incredibly, low. even if you were to triple the, uh, reported cases, cause you really have to like reported cases are reported cases. And then you should really assume that it's at least double or triple that of like people going around with Omicron who don't know they have it. And that's right. Fine. Or I've always just wondered how do they even track that? Right. Like, uh, like, cause my, for instance, I have a friend who has it right now. She took a bunch of at-home tests and she has it. How That's not reported anywhere. Oh, that's not reported. But exactly right. Yeah. It, it's only if you get a test at a medical facility and then they pass that info to the health department. So, yeah. So, exactly right. People yeah. don't know they have it and have it. People have it and they're not reported. And then the other. So, even in our county, if you were to triple or quadruple the numbers, it's less than 0.0 seven percent or something of the total population and it's like and the stats are going way down in the school too at least in our school and and every time we get the report i i cringe i brace for a for something open the email and it's like that's one person in the entire school district who has it today and it's like great okay oh wonderful wonderful the irony of all the anti-vaxxers coming to my page is like it's actually old news like i do i knock on wood i think i hope we're on the way out of this um Mm -hmm. so Part of me is like, I don't even like I'm just over the whole thing. Like, but the principle of you not getting vaccinated still bothers me. Right, you know what I right, mean? But it's like, right, right, right. well, you know, I mean, do I think whether or not you get it right now is saving lives? I don't know. Cases are down, but you should get vaccinated and the risks are so small and the people. And, you know, I, I hate to say it. It's sad, but true. The people who are commenting who are anti-vax. They've got spelling errors. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're mm-hmm, not mm-hmm, proving your own mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thought processes you're not, here. You're not helping. You're not helping yeah. your own case. But then it yeah. feels, when I do respond, like it feels a little, um, I don't know if like trivial is the right word, but to point out their spelling errors, but it's so tempting. It's so <laughs> it's tempting. tempting. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, here's a funny thing. Um, not, not funny, but something you'll appreciate. A uh, friend of the show, Amy Webb, who we interviewed mm-hmm. on this show long ago, uh, she had written a book about how she hacked dating algorithms to find the the one single person who eventually became mm-hmm. her husband. She basically made dating apps work for her. I and still need her to do that for me. She's amazing. <laughs> She has a new book uh, about synthetic biology, and it's wild. And so we uh, interviewed her on a different show uh, that I'm producing, and um, she's amazing. And so, she, and the host of that show wanted was nudging her toward um, convincing people who are anti-vax of the science and this and the skepticism is always like well they rushed it to mark to market and they rushed the fda approval so i'm not comfortable 
taking a vaccine that was rushed. And, and in actuality, the science has been in development for like 40 years. They just said, oh, we could use mRNA stuff we've been figuring out for a long for decades. What if we did? It? Oh, my God, it works. Let's do it. Let's get it out. You know, that's actually the science that happened. And there's this narrative in in the world, in the media, whatever, that it was it was this rush. And so she talked about how the problem is that, and I'm very guilty of this, uh, that we see those people with their spelling errors and they're yelling and they're they're not in my body kind of stuff and their signs and their flags, and we say uh, they're idiots, you know. And what she is saying, very in a very kind, respectful way, is like. We have to stop calling them idiots and we right. have to just listen to them for a little bit to say it is scary when something brand new comes out and we don't know where it came from and we don't understand the science. I understand why you're worried. Here's the science. And I know you and I, and we've all talked about this, but even when you show them the science, they still don't accept it. And that's right. And I mean, I've got people on my page commenting about sunlight, you know what I mean? And I'm just Mm -hmm, like, you're mm -hmm, off your rocker. mm -hmm. (laughs) But to bring it full circle with talking about both tech and Mm anti-vaxxers, the real kicker for me is that every single doctor I know rolled up their sleeves day fucking one. So everyone actually educated in the area as soon as as soon as children were allowed, they they brought their children. Meanwhile, the tech gurus are the ones who don't allow their kids on tech. <laughs> right, right. So let's yeah. you know, but but yeah. as we did, as we heard with Doximity, like not every doctor, uh, not every doctor. Yeah, but I think that's is kind of like talking about climate change, right? It's like ninety nine percent of scientists agree. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think. I don't know of any credible, reputable doctors that focus in, uh, you know, virology, pulmonology, right? That's the lungs. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But you know what I mean? The people who actually specialize in it, specialize in it, I think are all pro-vax. Oh, no, no, of course. Of course. Yeah. I guess I just mean like it is sad in this right. world that, even, that there's even 1% right. of doctors who are like, no way. Well, there's that really yeah. fascinating story, and I want Netflix to do a documentary. The guy who won the Nobel Prize for discovering AIDS and eventually treatments for it, mm. uh, then later in life, like became an anti-vaxxer, and so all the COVID anti-vaxxers oh, wow. point to him. And it's fascinating. Really? Like, oh, I, I feel like he's probably. This. I don't know enough about it, but I'm like, I wonder if he was like a mad genius who like lost his mind. Do you know what I mean? Because he started mm. saying some crazy shit by the end of his life. He just he just died this week, actually. Oh wow. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> anti-vaxxers point to him and say that you know. But anyway, right. here's a doctor. Yeah. yeah. So ridiculous. <sighs> well, how about this? Ooh. Hey, Michelle, your friend from Canada. Allie, are you still ready to move here? We want you, sexy muppet. Lindsay, <laughs> I know you weren't stoked on the idea, but we have lots of flannel shirts. Candles! Probably for a limited time, though, because climate change. Soon, BC <laughs> will be as hot as California. And then all that flannel's coming off. Speaking of the Isle of Shame episode, at the end, you guys asked for ideas for the new 2G1P voicemail. Um, please do a really bad duet and then end it with Matt yelling from the background, Hi, I'm Matt! Okay, bye! I loved it. Let's do it. I loved every part of that voicemail. 
I think that that is how we should redo our voicemail thing. R.I.P. Yep. Jen. Just kidding. She's alive. Um, <laughs> and alive and she's well. <laughs> just so everyone knows, she's doing great. We talk all the time. Uh, I mean, look, she has a newborn, so uh, how well could she be doing? <laughs> Actually, quite well. Um, Good. But, yeah, I loved all of that, except, I don't know, Canada's got those trucker protests. Oh, boy. I don't yeah. have any jokes for it yet, but I was thinking about it this week. I was like, man, if Canada is getting this bullshit, we're all fucked. You know what I mean? And where do we run to? I guess Mexico. Like, Canada uh, yeah, used Mex- to be like, oh, and now I just don't know. But it's, a, but come on, it's it's a tiny portion right. of you know, it's it's the one percent of people right. who are it's, who are wild. It's, yeah. Once again, it's Canada's okay. Not medical professionals. <laughs> oh my god, I love that part about the flannel, the flannel coming off. I know Canada's going to be the new California. I, I everyone, we got to buy land there before it's it pops off too much. It's but too cold, though. It's too cold. Right now, I can't do it's it. too cold. We're talking uh, about the long game retirement uh, oh, oh, in Canada. <laughs> Your retirement in Canada after climate yeah, change. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. I'm sad about climate change. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sad. I don't know what to do about it. Anyway. <laughs> it is your responsibility. So I don't well, let me I know mean, when it you is figure it out. Everyone's responsibility. Is it though? <laughs> I mean, I see your point, right? But like everyone, it's it's mostly, I think, governments and businesses, you know, the, the sort of um, changes that could be made on a large scale come there. But I do think, you know, that, you know, that silly little, is it a proverb or parable? I Words are hard today. But you know where it's like uh, the little boys walking along the beach throwing starfish back into the ocean. And the man says, what are you doing that for? Their, the beach is filled with starfish it doesn't matter and then the little boy goes well for that one starfish it did (laughs) (laughs) so you know what every time you don't use a plastic straw maybe a turtle somewhere (laughs) doesn't get it stuck in his fucking nose i can't unsee that image you know (laughs) (laughs) probably not but but sure yeah i've become a real california hippie i'm like one step away my next purchase is going to be one of those portable reusable straws <laughs> <laughs> the straw thing is such a poster child for like that's not yes whenever you can use less plastic that's a good thing but like do you understand how big the it, the problem yeah, like the, the factories so spewing coal fumes into yes, the air in I china can, is the problem i've dove with a lot of turtles and if i could save one turtle i'm going to use my little straw but okay. I agree. And yeah, no, we're fucked. <laughs> Let me here. Here's the thing that I go to where I'm like, it's not that it's not our responsibility, but that our efforts don't m- make an impact unless there's systemic and governmental and global change. Meaning you get an electric car, right? And you're like, high five. I'm awesome. I'm making a difference. I paid the extra money to drive an electric car. Goodbye, gasoline. I'm the greatest. And you plug your car into your house and you charge your car and you're like, I'm getting car juice from the electrical socket. How great am I? And what you don't realize is that the electricity is produced by a coal power plant down the road 
spewing the smoke into the uh, the air to charge your car, which is arguably even less efficient than putting the fucking coal into your car and running your car on the fossil fuels that you used to run. And it's like, so even doing the most awesome thing you can do as a consumer means jack shit if we don't tear down the coal and oil power plants and invest in solar, wind, nuclear, et cetera. You know, that's the that's my frustration with this situation here. And you're not wrong. But um, yeah, and also with electric cars, I don't I don't have the information, but I don't know. I've heard like the batteries are the the process to create and dispose of the batteries might not be yes. environmentally friendly. <sighs> It, 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 the, the, the carbon footprint to manufacture an electric car is more than manufacturing a real a regular car. Obviously, there's a net gain if you never use gasoline, but that's only if your fuel if your electricity comes from renewable sources. Right. You know, you can't. This but, is the law but I of think thermodynamics. The thing is pressure, public pressure on our representatives mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I will say, look, like vegetarian and veganism is big in, in L.A. It started with individuals. Yeah. And now there are a ton of restaurants that are exclusively vegetarian and vegan. So the individuals yeah, are making example. change. Those could good. be like more burger joints and they're not. So I do think, you know, we need change on a massive scale, but. Yeah, yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, I, I know like that. I miss Trader Joe's, but moved, I can't go back there. It, it moved the business needle. Yes, uh, moved the business which needle. then it has yeah. has a, has so an I impact. So I guess it's more yeah, like how cool. can you be more strategic about the moves that you do make? I'm sure there's a bunch of change.org petitions I could go sign today, hmm. or something. And, then, and they'll do a lot of a lot of good. I'm I sure. don't know. I told you that I wrote a letter to Trader Joe's. <laughs> I, you know, I've been meaning to ask you that because I I always love when you say that. And then my question was like, where do you go? That uses less plastic because like whenever. So what I do is I went, this is where I've gone, like full hippie California. I bought uh, mesh produce bags. Granted, I bought them off Amazon. So there you go. But I so I when I go to the grocery store, I my it is once you start noticing it is two things are wild. One, how it's impossible to avoid plastic. But two, how much you can cut down pretty easily. So I haven't used those like plastic produce bags in in two years. And (laughs) I always bring my own tote bags. I just keep them in the car. So now I only get plastic from the grocery store with my berries. And it's still kind of hard to get mushrooms that don't have plastic wrap on top but sometimes they're starting to have them more and more just kind of like loose and then i can put them right in the produce bags nice nice yeah that's it okay i guess we get too many in our house we we mostly do delivery and so listen it's hard because i'm i'm just one person i don't have a family i don't have to worry about kids and i'm sure that's the whole thing it is and it isn't like you can go to the store and pick the cucumbers that don't have the plastic wrap on them but when we get ours delivered it's just like but I'm just Have peeling you plastic looked into off Misfit Market or um, Imperfect Foods? Because you can get all of that delivered and they use less plastic. Yep. And they supposedly you optimize should. their roots to be more um, environmentally friendly. And it's all, you know, it's excess produce. It's produce that doesn't look as nice. So the grocery store wouldn't <laughs> take it. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah. I, I love that. I love those companies or I'll initiatives. Send you it's, a it's code. Good shit. Ooh, ooh, all right. <laughs> code to enter 2G1P at checkout. Well, that won't help you yet, but we no, should they're ask not, them. They're not, they're not a sponsor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
But yeah. Uh, anything else? Anything else? We're just doing this little little hangout here while we uh, we're having we're, we're, we have three awesome, like really pretty rad uh, episodes coming up. But we're just trying to find time to record them. Scheduling has been wacky. Yeah. Lately. Yeah. I need to get some conflicts, really. So that you, you're less available? Yes, yeah, so I could like just fit in, you know, be cooler, like have mm. things to do, mm-hmm. but I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just in my room making no, TikTok, so I'm free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, do not, try not to do other things because it's going to make it hard. And I still do supposedly have news to share soon, but it's, the process has been so slow going, so I still Ooh, can't okay, okay. talk okay. about it, but. It's a good tease, though. It's a good tease, just like all the boys. No, I don't know. Um. Anyway. All right. Well, you you heard it here. Get your vaccine and follow me on TikTok. Yeah, I think and we solved COVID. Are cool. Yeah, we solved reptiles. We solved COVID, and we're on the way to climate change. Like we, we did this in thirty-two minutes. I think we're honestly we're, in good shape. we're crushing this day. Yep. All right, friends, uh, you can pop into our Discord, discord.gg slash 2G1P. Please consider supporting us on Patreon, even if you just give a dollar. Honestly, that would be wonderful. I know you think we're just fine. We've got 200 episodes in the can, but this is not a moneymaker. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. You can leave us a voicemail. That number right now is still... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. Well, the number will stay the same, but the message might change. Uh, You can email us, 2G1Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, 2Girls1Podcast. And uh, you can follow me across platforms at Ali underscore Goldie. Matt, you never shout out your social media, but they could follow you too. If you want. Uh, Matt underscore Silverman on Twitter, Insta, Uh most of the places. Uh All right. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.